This is Alive with Joseph. Good morning. I hope you have been engaging in the thanksgiving as instructed by the Lord for seven days. Don't forget, it's a season of thanksgiving. And I know that testimonies are bound for every one of us in this season. This morning, I'll be opening up a series I titled The Victorious Church. And under it, we'll be looking at the supernatural church. And this morning, I want you to pay attention carefully to the things I'll be saying this morning. Because I know that the word of God this morning will build you and strengthen you and position you to be able to take full delivery of everything that redemption has made available to you. The supernatural is not an event. It should actually be a part of your life as a believer. The supernatural is the natural heritage of the regenerated. That is the natural home of the believer. When you got born again, you were born into a world of signs and wonders. And by divine design, you are to be a wonder to your generation on this planet earth. You are to be a sign to your world. In the book of Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18, as the scripture reads, it said, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord had given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts which dwelleth in Mount Zion. Now, when you look at this scripture, this was a prophetic parable for the present day church by the prophet Isaiah. He said, I and the children God has given to me, none of us is a failure. None of us is a misfit. That is, we all are wired and designed for signs and wonders. None of us is supposed to operate naturally on this earth. None of us is supposed to operate ordinarily on this earth. So, friends, as a believer, you are designed by God for signs and wonders. You are designed by God for manifestation an unusual demonstration of God's power on this planet earth. That is why faith is very vital for the believer because without faith, you can function in the supernatural. What gives you access or what allows you to function in the supernatural as the believer is faith. When Jesus walked this earth, the Bible may declare that he did everything by faith. He also wants us as believers to do everything by faith here on this earth. So you need to understand as a believer, faith is what gives you access into the supernatural. You can't manifest the supernatural without faith. Listen, friends, the natural is too limited for the kind of things that God has designed for your life, particularly in the times in which we are in. In the times in which we are in, you can't rule over the affairs of, you can't rule over the affairs of life operating in the natural. The natural world is a limited world. Why? Because the natural world does not have what it takes to proffer solutions to the aggression of Satan that is in, that is that, that that is filtering into the earth. The natural world does not have what it takes to proffer solution to this earth. The natural world is too limited. Listen, that is why you need to begin to function in the supernatural as a believer, particularly in the times in which you are in. 
The natural world is a brainchild of the supernatural. The natural came from the supernatural. Therefore, the natural is limited in terms of what it can offer. It is only the supernatural that can manifest or that can control the natural world and give the believer victory. So God, through redemption, decided to empower the believer with the supernatural so that as a believer you can rule over the natural limited world so that you can rule over this restricted world so that you can rule over this natural world god had to empower you by redemption through to rule over this earth he empowered you supernaturally because he knows that if you are to function on this earth you are to be above this earth and it is the supernatural that allows you or grants you access to be above this earth amen so the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18 that we start with, open up with, he said, we are, I and the children whom the Lord had given are for signs and wonders. You are not designed to struggle and fail on this earth. You are designed to shock your generation. You are designed to surprise your world. Listen, friends, you are designed to be a wonder in the midst of wanderers. You are designed to achieve things out of the ordinary. You are designed to humble naysayers. Listen, friends, that is what the Almighty God has designed you for. You are designed to shock your world. You are designed to fulfill a destiny that is uncommon. You are designed to be a person that is to be envied. You are designed to be a person that is to be celebrated in every field of life that you find yourself in. And that is why God positioned you, prepared you to function in the supernatural because the only way that gives you power, the only thing that gives you power, that help, that makes you above is the supernatural. When you function in the supernatural, you are able to rule in the midst of your enemies. When you function in the supernatural, no matter what happens around you, your confession will always be different when you function in the supernatural the lies of Satan cannot limit you when you function in the supernatural devils cannot take advantage of you so that is why by redemption the almighty God designed you to function in the supernatural hallelujah give Jesus praise this morning hallelujah and I declare over you this morning wherever you are under the sound of my voice, whatever has made you look common before now, I command them be deleted in the name of Jesus. I declare whatever has made you look common, whatever has humiliated you before now, I prophesy over you this morning, receive victory over that thing in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I declare you are designed for signs and for wonders in the name of Jesus Christ. Give me to amen. Give Jesus praise this morning. Listen, friends, there is a higher level than this natural level. So when God brought Israel out of the land of bondage, the Bible recorded that they couldn't enter the promised land because they were victims of unbelief. 
they couldn't enter, even though their destiny was the promised land, even though God prepared the promised land for them, they couldn't enter because of unbelief. God prepared the promised land for them, God organized it for them, God destined it for them, but they could not enter the promised land because of unbelief. There is only one barrier. Listen, friends. There is only one barrier between you and your destiny. And that barrier is called unbelief. Unbelief is the only barrier between you and your destiny. So this generation, this group of people, they could not enter even though where they were supposed to enter has been designed by God for them. It has been prepared for them. Yet they couldn't enter what was meant for them for the simple fact that they were functioning or they were victims of unbelief. Listen, unbelief will make you not to enjoy what redemption has made available to you. Unbelief will make you not to be able to enter into everything that God has given to you. Did he not say he has blessed you with us spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He has given you all things that pertains to life and godliness. And the only thing that can make you not to enjoy them is unbelief. Many believers are not functioning in the supernatural, not because God lied, simply because they have become victims of unbelief. Unbelief denies you access into all that pertains to life and godliness. Glory to God. So they couldn't enter because of their unbelief. Go with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 5, verse 10 to 12. I read, And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgag and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at evening in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover on living cakes and patch corns in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased, underline that, because we're going to be dealing with that. The manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. The Bible recorded that the manna ceased. The manna did not continue forever. Why? It was time for them to move to the next level. So the manna needed to cease. If the manna had not stopped, they would not have been able to taste of the new corn that was available. So what is manna? What does manna represent? You know, in our context today, what does manna represent? Manna represented the wilderness. Manna represented the land of not enough. If you study very well, you will discover that the manna was only meant for that day. It was sufficient for that day. That is to say, they couldn't have it beyond that day. If it goes beyond the, the, that day, it becomes useless. So God he was telling them that I am bringing an end to the level whereby whatever you have is only sufficient for the day. I am bringing you to the place where you will have new corn. So the Bible said, when they entered into the next level, the manna came to an end. I don't know who you are listening to me. I prophesy over you, your days of lack are over. Your days of manna are over. Your days of just having enough are over. You will have more than enough in the name of Jesus Christ. Give me to amen. The Bible said, and the manna sees. The manna represented a place of scarce resources. It represented 
a place of barely making ends meet. The man are represented not enough. The man are represented deficiencies and lack. The man are represented never having enough, just barely surviving. But the Bible recorded that the time came, the Spirit of the Lord said to them, this level you have exhausted it. It was time to move to the next level. I pray for you this morning under the sound of my voice. Your season for the next level as arrive. Your season to eat supernatural corn as arrive. Your season for new corn, it has arrived in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me hear your amen like a believer. Give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. The manna ceased and they didn't need the manna anymore because it was time for new corn. Because God now was taking them to the next level where they will eat the fruit of Canaan. Hey, that tells me the manna was not the fruit of Canaan. No, no, no. Even though they were around Canaan eating manna, manna was not the fruit of Canaan. There was the fruit of Canaan that was reserved for them. Listen, friends, your season to eat the fruit of Canaan has arrived. Hey, your season to enjoy the fruit of Canaan has arrived. What is the fruit of Canaan? The fruit of Canaan is a land that flows with milk and honey. It is a place of supernatural overflow. It is a place of more than enough. The manna represented wilderness, a place of struggle, a place of scarcity and lack, barely getting back. A place where they were just managing. But God said to them, the time has come for that level to come to an end. I want to bring you to the place where you will not just be blessed, but you are also a blessing. Where you will not just have enough, you will have more than enough. A place where you will have, where you will live in super abundance. A place where you will be a blessing to everyone around you. The manna ceased because... There was now the level of the fruit of Canaan available for them. Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesus praise right there where you are. Glory to God. God caused the manna to cease because he wanted them to go up. He wanted them to grow up to the next level. He wanted them to climb up to the next level. He wanted them to come to a level whereby they will eat bread without scarcity. A place of abundant, a place of voluptuous living, a place of overflow, a place of the blessing making rich and no sorrow is added to it. God wanted them to come to that level, but they can't come to that level until the manna level closes. It has to cease. It has to cease because if the manna does not cease, the door to the fruit of Canaan will not open. There are many of you that doors have closed against you in the last couple of months and you have been crying. I came to announce to you that door that closed was the manna season. Your time to enter into the fruit of Canaan has arrived. I see great doors open for you. I see doors open. Doors of increase. I see them open for you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe it, shout, I will eat the fruit of Canaan. Come on, shout it, declare, I shall eat the fruit of Canaan. Give Jesus your highest praise. Glory to God. So friends, in order for you to get to this place that God is talking about, 
Listen to what God is saying. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 to 12, verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow thereby. So there is the sincere milk of the world. And if there is a sincere milk of the world, it also means there is the insincere milk of the world. And here he said, as newborn babes, that is for you to grow into this level of the fruit of Canaan, this is what I want you to do. He said, desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow thereby. So for a milk to be sincere, according to scriptures, is an indication for a milk to be sincere, according to scriptures, it is a milk that enables you to grow. And if there is a sincere milk, it then means there is also insincere milk that is silently or echoed, but without voicing it out. Because if the Bible takes time to say, desire the sincere milk, underneath it is a hidden voice that the Bible is trying to say, there is also insincere milk. Are you following me this morning? So let's build some more. Let's build some more. So we are talking about here. Now we're not going to focus on the sincere milk of the world. We are talking about, we are not talking about the letter that kill it. We are, to- we are not talking about the ministry of condemnation because the insincere milk of the world is the letter that kill it, is the ministry of condemnation. We are now talking about the sincere milk of the world. Now, the sincere milk of the word is the requirement for growth, according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Because if your level must change, if you must come into the place where you eat the fruit of Canaan, there must of necessity be growth. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Where there is no milk, there is no growth. And not just milk, but sincere milk. So God wants us, according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 40, Hebrews 11, 40, New Living Translation, God wants us to grow. He said, for God has something better in mind for us so that they will not reach perfection without us. That is to say, God is saying, you are the perfected generation. Grow into what I have perfected for you. And God is saying that, that we are the icing on the cake. That is to say, all of the prophets of old, all of the Old Testament patriarchs and the New Testament saints who have passed on, God is saying, according to Hebrews 11.40, that without us, their perfection is not in view. That is to say, we are the generation that will beautify what God has done before now. And that is why he said, I want you to grow because you are the beauty of my works. You are the perfection of my work. If you do not grow with the sincere milk of the world, you will not manifest the perfection. All of the Old Testament prophets, they are all waiting for you because in your generation, I've put something that I didn't put in them. In your generation, it is I coming down to live in you. In their time, I didn't come to live in them. I only spoke to them through a mouthpiece. But in your time, my spirit is in you. I, the father, is in you. The son is in you. So you need to grow so that you can manifest. No wonder the scripture says that creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. It is time for you to manifest 
manifest in that business. I don't care the pandemic. The season for you to manifest in your career has arrived. The Bible recorded that the apostles, even in the midst of hostility, they were manifesting power. In the midst of hostility, they were growing. In the midst of drought, the Bible recorded that Peter had a great catch that the boat was sinking. I prophesy over you, your season for a great catch has arrived. Receive increase like never before. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give me two amen. Glory to God. We are the perfection. That is why God wants us to grow. We are the perfection. That is why God wants us to grow. Listen friends. We are the New Testament church. Because the New Testament is a revelation of the Old Testament. The Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. So friends, you and I are the completion. We are the perfection of all that the law and the prophets have spoken and have done. We listen friends, we perfect that which is done already by the saints of old. And we perfect it in Christ. Listen, the greatest miracle heaven ever produced on the earth was the new creation. Because the new creation is a custodian of eternal life. Hey, follow me, follow me, follow me. The new creation is a custodian of eternal life. The believer, you listening to me, seated right there, why right there where you are sitting listening to me you carry eternity on your inside listen the new creation which is you except you're not born again but if you're born again you are the new creation the new creation is a container of immortality the new creation is created after the image of him that created him the new creation is a reflection of divinity in humanity. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. The new creation is a carrier of divinity. That is why the Bible says uh, you have been designed uh, for signs and wonders. Why? You carry divinity. You are not ordinary. You are extraordinary. You are not just a byword on this planet earth. Uh, you are the real deal. Uh, give Jesus praise this morning. Uh, Hallelujah. That is who you are. The new creation. So when God is saying, you have been built for signs and wonders, he is not massaging your emotions. He is telling you the real you. Listen to what the apostle Paul said concerning you. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16. Listen to what the apostle Paul said concerning you. He said, and what agreement had the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple. Hey, you are the temple of the living God. As God had said, I would dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Listen, friends, God is not just dwelling in you. He said, I will walk. I will walk with you. That means when you walk, God is walking. 
when you take that step uh, that is God taking a step uh, that means uh, wherever you enter God has entered uh, in your house uh, God lives in that house uh, he said I will be with them uh, I will dwell with them uh, and I will be their God uh, they shall be my people child of God listen God dwells in you as the new creation God walks in you as a new creation he is your God uh, and you are his children friends you carry eternity you are a child of God uh, and because you're a child of God you are a God on this earth come on shout I'm a God I didn't hear you let the devil catch some diarrhea this morning let the devil catch some corona this morning shout I am a God glory to Jesus you are a God on this earth. He said, I will walk in them. I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Verse 3, chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, go with me. Verse 5, he says, Now that we are sufficient of ourselves, to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. So the new creation is the carrier of the sufficiency of God. Child of God, you are a carrier of the sufficiency of God. And I pray for you in this season. I declare right now, receive more than enough. I declare right now, I prophesy your season of total sufficiency has arrived in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. That same scripture, let's look at verse 5 and verse 6. The same scripture, we're going to add verse 6. But let's look at it in the New Living Translation. Look at what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification hey, comes from God. Listen, friends, you qualify. No religion can disqualify you. He said, our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. Wow. Listen, Prince. You are carrying the new covenant that gives life. Which simply means you are a carrier of life. That means, are you following the formula? You are a carrier of the new covenant that gives life. That automatically means you are a carrier of life. Which now means whatever is dead around you, because you are a container of life, that thing has to bounce back to life. Did you understand the formula? You are a carrier of the new covenant which is life. That automatically makes you a carrier of life. That means whatever is dead, be it your business, be it your career, be it your body, be it your marriage. Because you are a carrier of life, that dead thing around you bounces back to life. And this morning's communion is a communion of life. That is to say, whatever is dead and buried around you, in this season, it comes back to life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8, it says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, 
that you always having all sufficiency in how many things? In all things. In how many things? How many things do you have sufficiency? He said, in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Sufficiency in all things. Listen, friends. Your next level is the level of total sufficiency in all things. The believer is created in true holiness after the image of him that created him. And by the reason of this, listen, you are unbeatable in the journey of life. Life may come against you ferociously, but life is not permitted to defeat you. Why? Because by new birth, you are unbeatable in the race of life. That is to say, no matter the chaos on the earth today, hey, no matter the madness on the earth, no matter the craziness on the earth, you have been wired, you have been designed by the almighty God to be unbeatable, to be unstoppable by any natural circumstances. That's how he has wired you. Friends, you can only stop a person whose source you know. But natural things of life don't know your source as a believer. Nothing on this earth has the capacity to corner you, including a pandemic. Nothing on this earth has what it takes to corner you because you are from God. And because you came from God, you are above all natural circumstances, irrespective of what it is. The Bible says, he that is from above is above all things. He said, little children, be of comfort, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He said, you have overcome the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And I declare over you this morning, you are an overcomer. I prophesy over you. Overcome in your business. Overcome in your career. Overcome in whatever you lay your hands to do. It is your season to overcome. Receive it by grace. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me hear your loudest. Amen. And I want you to declare right there where you are. Boldly declare I am from above, and I am above all things. Declare right now, I am from above, and I am above all things. Amen. Give Jesus praise right there where you are. Begin to celebrate his faithfulness. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Mogotcha. Till next time, God bless.